Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. I was thinking about doing a sermon on stewardship this morning. So I went to that passage that says, um, you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. God loves a cheerful giver and all of that. And then when I really worked the passage, that is a passage that's been torn bleeding out of context for, I mean, churches forever. The context is so different. So, you know, while there is a stewardship aspect to this, it's really far more complex and runs far deeper than, than just the, the, the giving of, of our dollars to the work of the kingdom. And so in this case, the Apostle Paul is stopping back near Ephesus after he had spent three years in Ephesus and basically he, he kind of got run out of town. This happened often. Paul was always getting himself in some kind of trouble. In fact, some, some British pastor years ago said that, uh, he said, wherever, wherever Paul went, they threw a riot. Wherever I go, they give me tea and crumpets. <laughs> but Paul uh, characteristically caused trouble. And in the case of Ephesus, he was preaching and teaching against this this industry of creating this statues and statuettes of a false god, a goddess Artemis. And finally they had a big town hall meeting and, and he was in all kinds of trouble for preaching against Artemis, which was a big part of their economy. It's a little like somebody going to Hollywood and saying, enough with this, this uh, sex violence and obscenity on the movies, we've gotta stop doing this and then finally if somebody was so powerful that Hollywood would hold a, a big meeting and throw the guy out of town, man or woman out of town. It was that kind of thing that Paul did wherever he went. It was safety last for him. Because what was most important was to preach the gospel for the salvation of humanity and to build a new community a new community that reflected the reality of God's presence in the world. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the book of Acts. Now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it's not my fault. For I didn't shrink from declaring all that God wants you to do. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as elders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you, night and day, and, and many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God, 
and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced him and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that he would never see them again. They escorted him down to the ship. May God add his understanding to this, to this hearing of his word. So Paul found out that there was going to be trouble where he was intending to go. He went up to Macedonia and then came back down the coast of Asia Minor, stopped in a place called Miletus, which was about 30 miles from Ephesus, and some of the leadership of Ephesus came down, and those are the words that he shared. And then he went to Jerusalem, and when he was in Jerusalem, there was, of course, all kinds of trouble there as they tried to have him arrested. Roman authorities beat him. And finally he said, oh, hold on, I'm a Roman citizen. And so they decided to put him on a boat to be tried in Rome. And in that period of time when he had returned to Rome, that is when he finally met his end while in, while in Rome. But he writes about his life and as I say, it was safety last for Paul. This is a man who was tough, courageous. He would face anything. He would endure so much. And not for his own sake. He wasn't trying to do anything for himself. He loved people. He loved people that didn't love him. But he shares this in to the church in Corinth. He says, five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities and the deserts and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I worked hard and long and during many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. And he apologizes for sharing all of that. He says, I'm a fool for saying this, but since you don't get it, let me simply show you my scars. I'm gonna let you know what it costs for me to do what I do as one who loves you. So the apostle is so intent upon the proliferation of this good news of God coming to us, God coming to us in the person of Christ, taking the sins of the world onto himself and dying for us. He is so intent that he's willing to endure all of that hardship and more. Everywhere he went, there was some kind of trouble. Some of it because of him. 
You don't stay out of jail for just doing everything right. Or you find yourself in all kinds of trouble if you have a very clear sense of what it is you're trying to do and you do it the best way you know how and you're having an impact and then the authorities rise up against you because people don't like change. The Macedonian church there was a young girl who had a demon and he cast out the demon and he was thrown into the jail in Philippi because he had saved this girl, but the girl was owned by others who were making money on her in jail. Just one more instance of his intention to, to bring good news to people. So when he's addressing these leaders in Ephesus, he's saying, keep it going, keep it alive. You're not going to see me again. You can't rely on me. Keep it going. And as you do, build a, build a community of love where people genuinely care for each other. And that's what the church is really all about. We, we live in a, a time where it just seems that there's so much isolation and, and isolation seems to be increasing over time. I mean, we all have memories or recollections of what it used to be like growing up. Remember out on the, uh, playing out outside in the street and with other, other kids or other neighbors and, and uh, the enemy was the streetlights. Because when the streetlights came on, you had to go home. And it seems that a lot of us were always in some kind of trouble because we were home late. We stayed longer than we perhaps should have. And, and we get home and mom's mad because dinner's been on the table. And I mean, you know that whole drill. But we were out with friends. We were doing stuff, breaking things getting in trouble, being kids. And we connected. We connected with each other. We developed communities of people. Parents were aware of where others' kids were. And it just seems that so much of this fabric is unraveling. So much of this is, is coming apart. And such voices as Charles Murray and David Brooks and many others have been writing about the coming apart of the fabric of our culture. And it's scary. And I truly believe that what the church can offer in our culture is a place where people can belong where people can reconnect, where there can be a genuine re reweaving of the fabric of community together. You know, when we, when we go through these prayer things, and I list the names, I know many don't know who it is. There's name and face 
disassociation. But part of the challenge is, is to know who it is that we're concerned about, to be connected, to have that fabric pulled together. I, I met with Bill to, this week and Bill Allen, and he said that he felt the prayers. Last night with Mo, Mo feels the prayers. And what does that mean? But that somehow people are connected with one another and this, this fabric is being rewoven together. That we belong to one another. So the apostle Paul warns his church leadership, watch out for those wolves. Those who will come in and tear those who will violate everything that constitutes the nature of what you are to be as a community of people. They'll, they'll sink their teeth in and violate everything. It's all so wrong. So it's within this context that the Apostle Paul says, it's better to give than to receive, using the, voice, the words of Jesus that we don't have in the Gospels, but that was a part of the community of God's people. It's better to give than to receive. And what it is that we give is what Paul gave. Everything. We give it all. We give our whole lives. When we come to faith, and frankly, I believe one of the healthiest things in life is for us to go through that place where we tell ourselves, well, you know, I don't believe. I don't think there's a God. I really don't. In fact, I might be a Marxist. I think that all of this is just hogwash. I think for, for human development, for spiritual development, there's a point at which we have to go to that far country in our thinking and in our faith structure and kind of take on God a little bit. I've shared with you before about how when I was a senior in, in college, one of the kids in my hall, he, he knew I was going to go to seminary and he was, I was a resident assistant my last year at Santa Barbara. He came in, he said, I'll believe, just float a basketball through here. It's all God has to do. Float a basketball through. And I just said, you're stupid. <laughs> I said, also, if God did that, how convinced would you be? I said, David Copperfield can do more than that. How convincing would that be? And how long would that last? But it was good for him to go through that place where he's struggling. Otherwise, so much of modern Christianity is just going to church, a part of, a part of just life. But the reality is, church is an outgrowth of faith, not faith as an outgrowth of being in church. It can be that. But so many just go to church and they have always gone to church and they've always been in church since they were little kids and they think that it's Sunday morning so we got to be in church. 
But what about the transformation of a human life? This was Paul's concern. And that is that the gospel take root in our lives. And that the power of the spirit of Christ alive within us transform us, change us, and make us a new kind of people. Make us a new community. People who belong with one another. Who are enmeshed with one another. Who care for one another. Who laugh with one another. Who marry each other. Who have kids. Those kids get baptized in church and go running around and all that chaos keeps going. But that we be a people. A set apart people. That love. People that cares. People that evidences something to a world that in some way or another is always coming apart. Paul's warning is that it not happen with us. Not happen here. That's what he said to the church in Ephesus. Don't let it happen there. Make sure you give all. I believe it's one of, the, one of the secrets of life. So much of what we can view in life today is, and we've all seen that bumper sticker, the one with the, one with the most toys wins. Really. Really. Life is not getting about, about getting as much as we can and holding as much as we can. Life is about the privilege of giving all, all that we are, to one another, to this world that God loves so much he sent his son to die for it, that our lives might be characterized as lives through which the Spirit of God pours his grace and mercy and we become conduits of that grace and mercy to one another and to a world that is falling apart. So it didn't end well for Paul. Wherever he went, he was on trial, got beaten, on his way to Rome, he hit long storms, he got shipwrecked off of Malta, went to Rome, threw him in prison, Finally, he was beheaded. He gave all. He gave all. And he gave, he gave to us an example that was like that of Christ who gave all. Will you bow with me in prayer? Thank you, Lord, that you've given us so much to give. You've given us warmth that we can touch. You've given us voice that we can share good news. You've given us health and life that we can share health and life with others. Thank you, O Lord, for your many endowments to us. Show us the manner and the nature in which 
your love for us might be multiplied out to others. We ask this, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, who first loved us. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.